Since he had come to Mirkwood, Huddafoot had seen several injuries that his guests had brought to his doorstep. Most of them contained themselves to small bumps and bruises, the occasional cut, and a particularly nasty fungal growth on a very elderly dwarf who had been passing through on his way to join his family members in Erebor. Growing up so close to the Shire, there had been little need for healers, but the hobbits did have among them several who knew the correct herbs to use to treat fevers, to bind a wound, and these skills he had Puttafoot had picked up from his father and brother. He kept several such useful herbs hidden beneath the floorboards. The injuries that his most recent guests had received at the hands of the strange orc who had attacked them were far beyond his skill to heal. Luckily, they seemed more than capable of mending their own wounds. After they departed, he saw fit to transport Pugsley back into the room that he had occupied earlier, with the immediate needs of his only guests seen to as best as he could manage. He set himself to the task of scrubbing down the large wooden table in the dining hall. A bucket of hot water and a damp cloth wiped away the blood, but the memory of seeing so many quickly sprawled across a table near death that he had enjoyed so many meals on was certain to stick with him for years to come, he thought. He cleansed the floor as well, ensuring that no trace remained behind. Then he set himself to the task of preparing a meal. With no idea when his uh, when his guests might return or when Pugsley might awake, he decided that the best course was to ensure that there was food waiting for them when they did finally arrive. Retreating to his larder, he retrieved several hard cheeses and another loaf of bread that would be able to sit for several hours without suffering for being kept at it the wrong temperature, and prepared a light salad. When he reached to retrieve a knife to set beside the cheese plate, he noticed that his hand trembled. Puttafoot had seen no small amount of violence since he had come to Mirkwood. On more than one occasion, he had had to defend himself from the orcs, goblins, and in one instance, a very large spider who had made its way to his door. He had always managed to drive them off with a few well-placed stones, but he had never truly felt any great danger. His door was strong, and he had trust that he could simply wait out any threat that came to his doorstep. But the strange orc who had come now seemed another matter entirely. He checked the, pal- the bag of stones he kept at his waist to ensure that it was full, and he knew that his sling was hidden well within the cushions of his chair. He was confident that if the orc returned, he could drive it off, have- make the creature have a second thought before trying to attack his guest. There's no need for this. It's it's all right. The thing is gone now. You're just being ridiculous. Now, uh, guests are going to arrive, and they're going to need food, so let's see ourselves to the work, shall we? He spun in his chair and began setting food out on the table. When he returned to the dining hall, he could hear something moving around outside of the inn, and readied his sling, not knowing whether perhaps the orc decided to make a second attack, or had simply gone to return with more of its companions. He wheeled himself to the front door, and hurled it open, removing the heavy bolt that would would have kept it shut against anything short of a battering ram. Instead of an orc, or a goblin, or whatever other fell creature might be lurking outside, he saw a strange wooden sleigh, being pulled by a dozen rabbits, each easily the size of a hog that would have been the envy of every pig farmer in the Shire. At the rear of the sleigh, a wizened old man, wearing gray robes and armed with a staff, disembarked. Puttafoot hid his sling immediately, not wanting to frighten off his guest, for he knew him well and knew that a sling would be no more use against this traveler than a feather. Gandalf! Oh, Gandalf! It's you! Gandalf smiled at Puttafoot. He had always enjoyed the company of the hobbits, and so far from the Shire there were few enough halflings to remind him of peaceful times. 
in the years since Putterfoot had opened his inn, he'd always made a point of stopping along the path to check on the hobbit and ensure that he had managed to remain and to advise him on matters. On one occasion, he had even delivered a book that he had found in Gondor and thought might be of interest. It is me, yes. Although, I think perhaps you were expecting someone else, given... Oh, Gandalf, you you should come inside. Um, there's... I'll, I'll fetch some more food. Uh, perhaps... Yes, I'll... Come inside, quickly. Bowing to step through the door, which had been built with hobbits and dwarves in mind... What has happened? Gandalf said as he sat at the table. That we had some guests and... Oh, Gandalf. You... There were people. They came. They spent the night. Everything was fine. And then... An orc attacked. It nearly killed them. They seemed to have drive it off or it lost interest in the fight and it ran off down the path. What guests? Who were they? Gandalf inquired. It was unusual for anyone to be traveling on this road. In truth, he thought it odd that the hobbit had chosen to set up as in here, and advised him to move elsewhere several times, but he was determined to make a go of it. Uh, there there was three of them. Uh, uh, two men and an elf. An elf. Yes, I thought that strange, too. Like, I've never had an elf in the inn before, but... Well, they, they seemed nice enough. They just came upon me. I see. I think I have made their acquaintance already. Oh! You know them well. Yes, of course you would. You you get around. You were always traveling and everything. Uh well. Um, they they their their friend is here. He's he's injured and but he's been seen to as best we can. I thought it best to keep him uh, comfortable while he recovers. I see. And you say his companions have left. Yes, they they seem to be disputing what to do after the attack, but felt it best to venture onward. They said they'd return for him, though, in short order. Interesting. Puddifoot, I have to ask a favor of you. It's not a small matter. Of course, Gandalf. What, what, whatever you need, I'm, I'm ready to help. King Thorondir will arrive at your doorstep within the next hour. He will not be in a good mood when he does so. I'm, I'm sorry, you said King Thorondir, the King of Mirkwood, and the elves who live here. The same, yes. And he's going to arrive here. That is the case, yes. Yes, it is. I, I see. Um, may I inquire as to why we have the honor of his, his visits? Ah, uh, is his hall not close at hand or perhaps in need of repair? King Thorondil has suffered an attack on the road. Several of his companions have been injured or killed, and he suffered no slight injury at the hands of his pursuers. Those three who came upon your inn were helping me to rescue him. Now he has it in his mind to make war. I need time to prevent him from doing something foolish. And in my experience, when words and wisdom fail to reach the ear of a king, only time will serve to allow others to see that they do follow the correct course. I see. Um, Gandalf, you said he would not be in a good mood when he arrived. No, decidedly not. He will most likely not understand how he has found his way here. But, but Gandalf, um, shouldn't, shouldn't he return to his hall? Surely his people will be able to see to his needs, but they would be able to, yes. They would see to his every need and answer his every command. And if that command is to make war on Dol Guldur, he may unleash something. I need time, Thudderfoot. I need you to ensure that he remains here for as long as you can keep him within the hall. 
All right, Gandalf. I will, um, of course, do my best. Um, do you know what sort of food he likes? I can prepare something. I don't think that the manner of food will make much difference, but try to bear that he is a king. Receive him with goodwill, as I know hobbits always do, and I'm sure all will be well. Gandalf made to rise from the table and put a foot quickly returned to the door, trying to open it without removing the bolt and then quickly realizing his mistake. But Gandalf, you're not going to stay and see the king? No, I ha- as I said, I have to see others. If Thorondil will not see wisdom, then perhaps they will. And the the guests, the, uh, the, the people who were here before that helped you rescue the king, what should I tell them? Tell them nothing of my visit. Gandalf stepped back onto the old road through Mirkwood. It's a nice little inn you have here, Puddifoot, but I do have to say it is in a less than pleasant location. Won't you consider moving it along the road a bit? Oh, Gandalf, I, I don't think I will. No, it's... It's been hard setting up here, but I... The world is want for kindness and for good places, and I will stay here as long as I can to add it. Gandalf nodded. You're a very good fellow, Mr. Putterfoot. Be careful. Mounting the sleigh once more, he called to the rabbits, who began to carry him along the path. Putterfoot stayed at his door, watching the sleigh. In a matter of moments, it was no more than a dot at the edge of his vision, and then it was gone. He closed his door and replaced the bolt... Usually he would never consider closing the door during the daylight hours, but with orcs in the vicinity, he thought it best, even if a guest should arrive, they would surely knock. Seen to the end filled Putterfoot's hours with no small amount of work. There was always something to do to keep his hands busy. He wove baskets, duck cleaned fastidiously, cooked, and, if nothing else caught his fancy, he always just found something to organize or filled in his journal. In the few hours of leisure he found himself to possess, he did always enjoy a good book, but he thought perhaps now not the time, fearing that his mind would not be able to stick to the pages of his much-beloved library. Like his mother, he had picked up the odd habit of making up little songs and singing them to himself when he was nervous. Usually he just hummed whatever popped into his head. Bake the bread, stoke the fire, make the bed, sing the lyre, rest your head, think not of the shire, he'll be back soon. The thunderous sound of his front door being split open and footsteps echoing down the corridor leading into his entry hall made Puttifoot's blood freeze in his veins. He retrieved his sling and loaded it with the largest, heaviest stone that he had in his bag and turned to face whatever was waiting for him out in the hall. The scarred orc that he had caught glimpses of outside in the pitched battle on his doorstep stood in his dining hall. He was wearing the finest armor and wielding a sword that would have been fit for an elven king. All the orcs that Puttafoot had seen thus far had always worn male of poor, make, black, disgusting, and foul. This orc watched Puttafoot carefully. As a rule, guests are expected to knock, and meals are prepared six times a day. But in your exception, sir, I will have to ask you to leave my inn. The orc smiled. He showed his dark, miscolored teeth. Each of them pointed and sharp. Lame little fox sitting in a hole. What to do? What to do? The orc drew a knife that was curved and jagged, like a piece of glass broken from a window pane. It looked like it might have been made of stone. Let's start cutting and see if we can find where the brave is inside of you. Puttafoot hurled the stone as hard as he could. He heard it clatter off of a wall as the orc stepped out of his range. The sound of a table being turned over, of cries of pain, and of a long, long scream. 
echoed through the shattered door frame of Mirkwood Manor. 